Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Hi, welcome today. This is Kelly. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly, for jumping in. I was like, oh, wait, oh, wait. (laughs) We didn't discuss how we were going to open this, but yes, that's Kelly and I am Katie. And oh my God, we also have Cheeto in the background. Kelly, (laughs) he introduced himself just now. Yes, he did. (laughs) That's Kelly's adorable little cat, Cheeto, another guest host today. Yes, he will He will pipe in um, occasionally, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, okay, you guys, today I am so excited because Kelly has prepared yet another amazing, amazing <laughs> lesson, as she referred to it. <laughs> she, we, we got on the call and she goes, well, I have some notes and I have some things marked in my scriptures for our lesson today. (laughs) So I hope you're all ready because Sister Kelly has has so kindly prepared a lesson for us today about the pre-existence. Yes, yes. You know, answering those those three questions, where did we come from? Why are we here and where are we going? So we're going to talk about the preexistence uh, portion of the plan of salvation. Um, so, Katie, I wanted to start with the pearl of great price. Um, <laughs> okay. Previously on Patreon, we discussed the book of Abraham, but like I totally forgot that there was a book of Moses. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And so the book of Moses is part of the Pearl of Great Price. And it's, you know, the Pearl of Great Price is super short. It's like just a few chapters, um, but it's canonized as part of the scriptures of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> yes. And um, in this, it has the book of Moses. The church of don't call us Mormons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Satan. Satan's winning. Um, so... The book of Moses, <laughs> J-Dog, when he was like revisiting the Bible, revising it and um, modifying it, he decided that he was going to fill in the gaps of what was missing. And he um, apparently wanted to, or he, uh, what's the word? He It was revealed unto him that <laughs> the, the things that God talked to Moses about when, you know, the burning bush and things like that. So he okay. decided he was just going to kind of, do another um, little sidewalk cupcake about uh, Moses. And um, if we turn our, 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 we turn to Moses three, five, actually, I hear, I hear the page is actually turning. You guys, she actually has her physical scriptures out. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, there. Oh my God. I have it highlighted. Oh, Oh, that shows the importance. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know, I'll save this actually. This is, this is, this is for later. Um, Okay. Little teaser. (laughs) It's a little teaser. So the book of Moses basically tells about um, the plan of salvation and um, goes into the pre-mortal life. And this is something that is extremely unique to uh, Christianity. Um, The LDS church is the only church that actually believes that we lived with God before we came to earth. And I totally thought that was like common knowledge. I remember thinking that too, especially when I was young, I was like, I, I just thought that's what everyone, especially everyone who is Christian thought. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and so I, you know, it's interesting because when I looked into it, there's only like three religions that that teach it or, you know, that believe it. And one of them was like Hinduism or something like that. And the other was Greek. Um, oh, so, yeah. So I, I think that a lot of the stuff that um, that comes from the scriptures is actually based on Greek mythology. So um, uh. that's. I mean, that, it's pretty obvious, especially the God of the Old Testament is very Zeus-like, very... Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Very angry, angry man, angry God. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I remember one time I was in high school and... No, I was in middle school, actually, at the time. And I went to a vacation Bible school at, uh, during summer with some of my friends at their little missionary Baptist church in Honey Grove, Texas. Holla. <laughs> um, and they were, we were discussing, you know, like, I don't even remember. I think it was about Noah or whatever. And I was just like, you know, I, I started talking about the pre-mortal life. And I was like, you know, it's really interesting that, um, you know, we all came from, from, you know, heaven and, you know, we all knew each other before and, you know, just, it's crazy to think that we chose our families and they, everybody sat there and just like stared at me and they were like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And, um, that's when I found out that that's not common knowledge. Um, <laughs> they're like this wacky Mormon over here, like thinks that there's heaven on both sides <laughs> before, before and after heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost heresy, right? Because it's, right. The the pre-existence and the pre-mortal life, you know, all I'm sorry, not the pre-mortal life. Let's say the um the war in heaven. When <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so to just to like give some context to that, which I'm sure everybody's very familiar with the war in heaven. You know, God was up there and he decided that all of these billions of children or I'm sorry, spirits. Um, he was. <laughs> He was going to uh, create an earth and he was going to have, you know, people down on earth and they were going to, um, you know, live a life. They were going to he was just going to do this like experiment, I guess. And um, G, uh, Satan came or I'm sorry, Lucifer, our brother, <laughs> brother. Luke. Right. Again, Luke. another thing that's taught that's different. Is yeah. that Satan is Lucy actually shows up. <laughs> Lucy is Satan and is our brother and Jesus's brother. Yep. Which is so like if you say that to Christians or anyone, they they are just like appalled. Yeah, they're like that's uh, yeah. Again, another thing, almost like blasphemous. Like whoa, <laughs> like wow, you went there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so so you know, our friend Jesus and um, Lucy both presented different plans, and um, I actually, honest to God, would have preferred Lucifer's plan, which was. You know, he's going to like basically make us go down to earth. We'll live our lives. We will and we will all be guaranteed 100 percent guaranteed to return back to heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's mm -hmm. kind of nice. Yeah. But you then, know, I've um I've explained this, the war in heaven to my boyfriend who he grew up in Utah and like his family was Mormon when he was very, very young, but he was never baptized. So he didn't really learn about this. And I've explained it to him and he's like, well, wait, why wouldn't everyone just follow Satan then? I'm like, you know, 
good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I would have totally followed followed Lucy and, and decided that I wanted to guaranteed go back to heaven. But no, nay, nay. <laughs> our, our buddy Jesus comes up and he's like, you guys need to work for this shit. Like you have to go down, <laughs> not know a goddamn thing. We're going to yeah. have you go down and be completely clueless. Mm-hmm. And then you you have to have faith and, you know, learn about me and have faith in me. And then you can go back to heaven. But all the glory goes to God. All, all the glory, glory goes, goes to God. God. And also everyone who was born before Joseph Smith's time is kind of fucked unless they get their temple work done. Because not everyone who's born before all these billions of souls are kind of just stranded until J-Dog comes down to Earth and finds the <laughs> golden plate. So that's a, that's a great plan. <laughs> great idea. Good job, Jesus. Good job, CJ. I'm going to follow Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forevermore going to refer to them as CJ and Lucy. Okay. <laughs> sibling rivalry <laughs> I know. and so you know we all decided that we were going to follow cj what's interesting about his his story is like you know i'm going to come down and i'm going to save everybody and everybody can go back to heaven if they repent and you know follow me but all the glory goes to you god mm-hmm. does that yeah. make any sense no yeah we all struggle and sacrifice and G- jesus j-dog cj not j-dog <laughs> 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 CJ, he sacrifices himself, but yet, yeah, all the glory goes to God. And yet another distinction between mainstream Christianity and Mormonism is that, like, Christianity is like Jesus is God. But yeah. in Mormonism, there's God, HF, Heavenly Father, and then there's his son, CJ, and his other son, Lucy. Oh, <laughs> Very <my God>. confusing. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm I'm just imagining like a big old family home evening where we all <laughs> gather together in this enormous place. And, you know, we hear uh, say, uh, Lucy's version, we hear CJ's version, and then there's this huge battle because, of course, and then a third of the people went with uh, Lucy and they were damned down to outer darkness, which is which is where we are going to be. Where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with our buddies. And we're going to meet all of our... It's going to be like a family reunion. Yeah, it's be like all, one, of our, all of our demon and, uh, yeah, friends and family. One <laughs> big fucking party. And um, so, uh, you know, two-thirds of the people fought for CJ and we were part of the valiant ones, mm-hmm. Katie. I and I remember hearing that we were part of the valiant ones because uh, like like you're saying we fought on Jesus's side but the people who didn't choose a side who didn't fight for either Satan or Jesus they were just in the middle they were the ones who came to earth with dark skin <gasps> I remember being taught yes the church has since backpedaled on that and they don't teach that anymore but that was a thing and they're trying to gaslight us into thinking that they never taught that, but they for sure did. <laughs> <laughs> they totally did. And um, there, there's a quote that I'm going to read that is is interesting and, and kind of kind of funny. Um, but so you know, we we had that. That's where agency, free agency, comes from. We have the free agency to choose right and wrong when we're down here. Um, we can follow Lucy. We can follow CJ, J Dog, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> All these names. <laughs> All these names. And um, hopefully go back to heaven again. Um, so 
the reason that uh, Joseph Smith came up with this is because, you know, there are very few scriptures in the Bible that you can even remotely twist to to mean that um, that there was a pre-mortal life. Right. Because there's nothing. This this Bible is like we're talking. This thing is like three pounds. It's like yeah. freaking <laughs> three inches thick, and you know it's it's filled. I'm, I'm, you can hear it. Yeah, there's yeah. There's so many pages, and yet there's nothing in there about a pre-mortal life, which I kind of think would have been important for for God to to make sure we knew. Yeah, you would think so, but, but he saved as we that. know, God is fickle and petty. Well, yeah, and he saved that. He held that aside for just a few Mormons that um, so that we could we could bring the the fullness of the gospel right. to the earth. <laughs> and um, there's a scripture, Job 38, 7, where um, God is like, hold on, I'm going to turn to it. Let's all turn to our scriptures. Get this your is, scriptures out. Now, I remember, if I can find it, I don't even know where Job is. Um, so we all know that Job, poor Job, that guy got so screwed because he like questioned God and God was like, okay, fuck you. Um, <laughs> no questions. <laughs> you don't question me. Don't question my authority. And um, he, God he, really is such a jealous bitch. Like, he really is. It's like, and think about it. I mean, I wanna, I'm planning on doing a full like episode about this later, but the 10 commandments, at least the first three are all about just loving him and no one else. And it's like, Oh, right in your <laughs> you little control freak. You're a little jealous there. Anyway. Little, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you, yeah, totally. you have to love me and only me. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my uh, well, G. <laughs> oh my G. Oh, Oh my heavenly father. Um, well, shit, I can't find Job. It's, and I don't even care, but this scripture is basically saying, you know, where were you when I formed the earth? And, um, so what J dog is saying is he's saying that, you know, obviously Job was in heaven and that's what God was referencing. But if you really think about that scripture, he's like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like where were it's like, yeah. Where were you? Were you here? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the LDS, they decide to interpret that differently. Um, and so, you know, this was coming to, to Joseph Smith, like I said, as he was um, revising the Bible because, <laughs> Um, and, you know, making sure it was translated correctly, mm -hmm. according to the eighth article of faith. Mm -hmm. um, and nowhere in the Book of Mormon does is there any reference to the uh, pre-mortal life or pre-existence. Nowhere in the Bible is there anything <laughs> relating to the Book of Mormon, I mean, to the pre-mortal life. And so I looked in my little um, topical guide in the back. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are four scriptures okay. total wow. for pre-mortal life, and they are all from Doctrine and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. I was going to say, J-Dog didn't think this through. He 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 invented this idea of the pre-mortal life after he was done with the Book of Mormon. So he was like, oh, shit, I got to put it in somewhere. So let's put it in these smaller books. <laughs> Now, um, the reasoning behind that is um, <laughs> the Mormons say that, you know, God teaches his children line upon line, line, upon line 
precept. Precept on precept. <laughs> yes. Uh, that and that infuriates me. <laughs> that is how he teaches his children. So that's going to lead us into another episode, which um, will be fun. <laughs> Where, you know, I won't sing anymore. I probably will. I'm sorry. I, please always sing. But yeah, that is something, I guess, if if you've never been Mormon, that is definitely a something that they say often. You hear line upon line, precept upon precept, and it's often used as an excuse. Like, I think Kelly was going to get into, of like, well, why didn't we know this earlier? And then they're like, well, God gives us revelation line upon line. And then in my head, I'm like, but why? Why can't he just give it all at once? <laughs> no. Why are you being stingy with it? <laughs> and, and yeah, like and I just it just makes me sad that I totally believed all of this. And then whenever there were questions that I couldn't answer, I was like, oh, that's right. I'm not ready to learn that yet because I have to learn all these other things first. So, you know, line yeah. up online. Yeah, um, again, again, putting it on the member. I'm not oh. ready. I'm not worthy enough yet. I'm not smart enough yet. I'm not wise enough yet. So I'll just wait. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually referenced that in my journals about how, uh, and if you go to a Patreon, you'll, you'll hear lots <laughs> from my journals. <laughs> I, oh, you guys, they're so good. And they're, they're very similar actually in a way to Sarah's journals with, <laughs> yeah, you'll, <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta go listen. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay. Um, so what actually like kind of triggered me wanting to talk about the pre-mortal life was our episode on, um, especially for youth, EFY, uh, on Patreon, where in my, in my journal, I'm going to read this. Um, I was at EFY and we were having a group scripture reading with our crew, the Storm and Mormons. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I say we discussed the pre-existence. It's so cool to actually think we knew, underscored, Heavenly Father and Jesus. It's so awesome to think and know that. You know, and I was also looking at that, and I actually, this is so weird. Like, I had a flashback of when I was writing this, and I remember saying it's so awesome to think. I wanted to say think that, but then I was like, oh, wait, we know that. And so I wrote think and know that. And um, later I say that uh, I feel like I've known these people forever. Maybe their familiarness comes from the pre-existence. Who knows? God knows. I just love Heavenly Father. He's so cool. (laughs) That's my favorite line from that whole episode. I actually titled the episode that because she was reading this to me. And I, I... just my heart was, first of all, swelling for little Kelly because that's exactly how I spoke too and wrote. But it's just so like funny and cute. Like Heavenly Father is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think it's really telling. I think that's a really good thing you pointed out that you didn't just write it's cool to think that or it's great and awesome to think that you you'd been conditioned to not just yeah. say that you think it, but that you know it. And yes. so you added that in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So um, this is all of this buildup is leading us to an article that I found about nine things that we forgot about the pre-existence. <laughs> I'm very excited about this because I want to know what I forgot. And, you know, 
you guys, I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way that especially growing up and being little, you're like, where did I come from? And where am I going? And the church just conveniently gives you all these answers. And I remember being taught that I didn't remember these things because there was the veil, like Mm -hmm. the veil that makes you forget about where you came from, but the church can teach you. So then you feel better about everything. It's answers. Right. (sighs) Like, I'm sorry, but that's just like, that's fucking rude for us to like have had this whole life before us. Right. Supposedly. And yeah. then we we come to earth and then it's all wiped away. So, yeah, you know, that's just, yeah. Rude. CJ. Come on, you guys. So <laughs> one of the things we forgot, Katie, was that there were actually two creations. Did you know that? No. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there were two creations. There were there was a spiritual creation, and then there was a temporal creation. And so uh, the quote is here. Where is it? I had I had a quote. Son of a bitch. This is what happens to me. Oh, okay. This is my doctrine quote. Okay, I'll be able to find it. um, It says a distinctive LDS teaching today regarding preexistence is that all living things, humans, animals, plant life, and even the earth itself had preexistence of spirits. Um, And so he's saying that like, that's not even the quote that's right for that. So So wait, wait, so, so they're, they teach that plants have spirits. We'll get to that later because I I read the wrong quote. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, that's, that's interesting to me. So basically what they're saying is that um, we were all created before, obviously before we came to the earth, right? Yeah, our spirits. Our spirits were created. And then there was the actual creation of the earth. So we we were like it says it in um, in I think Genesis that there were intelligences that were gathered. Um, So the intelligences we were that we were the intelligences um and weren't and, we don't doesn't the mormon church teach that we're uh, as like spirits we were offspring of like the celestial sex of heavenly father and one of his many wives yes and we'll get to that okay okay <laughs> so um we we had the spiritual and the temporal creation and even the earth katie has was a spirit body it was it was spiritual it was created spiritually um this is all news to me yeah see that's because you forgot it (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's another cackle that almost made me fall off my chair (laughs) (laughs) all right touche i forgot that yep (laughs) so what's interesting is in the bible there are actually two different creations in the bible um, and so that's how, like two different stories of the creation, two different versions, I believe. And, um, so Joseph Smith was like, oh, okay, so there's two of those. One of them was actually just like the spiritual creation. It's like what they did before they actually really, it's almost like they're, they did the blueprints before they, <laughs> yeah. they built yeah. it. Um, so yeah, we forgot about that. And we also forgot that the earth, this is the second topic. The earth was organized from other materials. <gasps> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I, when I was Mormon, I do not remember being taught this. I mean, I'm sure I was at some point and I forgot, <laughs> forgot, 
but um, <laughs> but I've in the past few years I've come across a lot of Mormons who have brought this up about like not and this is their reason for not believing in dinosaurs. Yes, is that they say that if there were fossils found in the earth, that's because they were from some other like thing that was floating around in space that was all jumbled and mushed together to create earth. And therefore, they're not actually from this planet. They were some other thing in outer space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so silly even saying those words. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's, so he says, this is J-Dog. He's saying that um, nothing can be. So he's saying that God had materials to organize the world out of chaos, chaotic matter, which is element. And. Uh this element had an existence from the time that God existed. And he said that these principles elements, these things can never be destroyed. And so, but they can be reorganized. And so he took from all these different worlds to create this world, which is only 6,000 years old. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. And so, because, you know, we forgot that. So that's where dinosaurs come from. <clears throat> oh, mm, yes, we, that makes a lot of sense. We just forgot. Okay. <laughs> now this third, the third thing that we we forgot was that um, where did it go? The substance from which our spirits were formed also existed eternally. Now, this tripped me out when I was a kid. So what this is saying is that we have no beginning. And so we existed as intelligences and we always existed that way before we, you know, became spirits. What the fuck? Yeah. And so like, I remember laying in bed, God, I was, I was a kid cause I was listening to the radio and it was a police song, um, mm -hmm. like Roxanne or something. I don't know. But, uh, so I remember it specifically laying there thinking, how did we, we begin, we had to have begun somewhere. Yeah. How could we say that we always existed? Like that doesn't make any sense. And then no. that put me into like the, the, uh, you know, when we die and then we live forever, it has to end sometime. Then what? And right. then I would think about the, the, yes. Like, and also just like the, the, the ego of it all, the narcissism of it all that, all of this was created around us and we've always existed and always will. And it's like, where's, there's absolutely no humility in that. Well, <laughs> and yeah. it's tricky, like you said, where it, your brain, my brain can't, can't fathom the thought of like, oh, it just does. There's no point at either end where there's a stopping point. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it just, it, it honestly, it freaks me out to think like the universe supposedly goes on forever, according to. The Mormons. I'm sure it ends somewhere. It ends somewhere. What's after that? Yeah, I, 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 my mind doesn't want to go there. Like you said, it's too freaky to think it about. Is. It's like, okay, uh, it, it's it's like th that same feeling of when you think about outer space and you're like, it has to end somewhere, but it doesn't. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so um, that leads us to the second thing, where <laughs> what happened? I mean, the next thing, which is. Where, how did we become spirits? How did these quote intelligences become spirits? I know. Yep. <laughs> so we have a spiritual and defined father, divine father and mother. 
Well, what they don't say is that I put, I'm sorry, moms. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't all have the same mom. We have the same, according to Mormon lore, we have the same dad, heavenly dad, but we do not all have the same heavenly mom. He, he has mean, many, many, many heavenly wives. He was just whoring around getting all <laughs> these ladies pregnant. Yeah, and they're always pregnant, too, just popping out spirits left and right. Oh, God, <laughs> that would be, like, the worst thing ever. Can you imagine, like, the, the swollen ankles and the hemorrhoids and the stretch marks? And constantly, never-ending, forever. Again, that idea of it's it's eternal. They okay. never stop. Oh, sorry. That sounds like hell to me. That That is so much worse than hell. Like this whole thing is just painting Satan slash Lucy in a much better light. It's like, <laughs> totally. I'm going to go with him and party in outer darkness. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. that's when I, when I thought about that, about how they don't say moms, I was like, you know, this is probably why the LDS don't talk about heavenly mother. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they would have to explain that polygamy is a thing. Yes. I am completely I completely agree with you. I've thought about this and especially even when I was a member, I wondered like, we always pray to heavenly father through Jesus Christ. Why can't I pray to heavenly mother for guidance, especially as someone, you know, who identifies as a woman. And I, I, I feel like I, I would have benefited maybe from like that relationship if I thought it was real, but you're always like, no, like don't talk about her. Don't pray to her. They don't even teach about her. And you're completely right in that. If anyone even slightly dives into it, they learn, oh, there's multiple heavenly mothers. Mm-hmm. And then they have to explain that polygamy exists in their doctrine eternally in heaven. And they don't like to talk about that. <laughs> no. And, you know, it's like, that's basically a preview of what our lives would be like if it were true. That 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because as God was, or as God, wait, shit, yeah. what's that quote? It's, it's like, like, as God was, man will become, or. Uh, as God, yeah, because the doctrine is, obviously, that we've talked about, is that men that are Mormon, if they follow all the rules, do all the Mormon shit, then after they die, they become gods and inherit a planet to populate with souls uh, and they get all the celestial wives. That's right. Yeah. So it really is like, like HF, Heavenly Father, is like you said, a preview of what we could be if we follow the rules. But you're also never taught as a woman that like that doesn't really apply to you. You know, well, you you, get, I mean, you get blocked. Like yeah, literally. Yeah. Over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and over and over and over. And you get, yeah, you get assigned to to a god. And yeah, I guess you're technically his goddess, but your your job is to populate another planet. <laughs> now, what I liked was how um, how this article in LDS Living described it. So in bold, it says, how was the spirit of man organized or born? It says, just as mortal beings take on their physical bodies in a procreative process involving <laughs> involving both an earthly father and an earthly mother, the birth of spirits came about, it's in quotes, in like manner. This important oh. truth implies that not only a heavenly father is needed in the spiritual procreative process, but also a heavenly mother. I just rolled my eyes so hard you probably could hear it through, I did. through your headphones. <laughs> like, Okay, 
Okay, this this bullshit, this pedestal bullshit, it gets me so heated because this is what they point to and say, look, we treat women equal. Women have an equal place. Women are just as important because blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, they are, they're an integral part of, of procreation. And it's like, you know what? Both of the, they're both in, in this procreation, but the one who has the power is the man. Yep. So don't sit there and be like, just because you can have babies means that you're also important. <laughs> like, we couldn't have babies by ourselves. So, right. ugh, I get so mad. If you, if you I know. And, and you know, I'm just thinking I'm really glad that we forgot about that because, mm-hmm. I mean, it had to have been like a polygamous cult up there. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, if that's, if it's real, I don't want to go there. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm avoiding it like the plague. I'm avoiding it like I avoid Warren Jeff's compound because <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh. Okay, number five. Where to go? Well, some of it, y'all. I'm super organized. Okay, it says number five. We have spiritual talents and predispositions. Oh. Now this. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Um, so we've seen how closely our earthly existence is patterned after a pre-mortal one. The similar similarities can be extended even further. Each child that is born inherits certain qualities and characteristics from his or her physical parents. This inheritance can be more than just physical. It's also common to inherit musical talent or artistic or intellectual gifts or even personality traits. Quote, it's in his blood and it's in her genes are common expressions. So it says that we inherited characteristics and capabilities from our divine parents. Okay. And... Oh, right. I'm like, I was like freaking passed over. Like everybody's supposed to have these talents. And like, I'm thinking singing and dancing and, you know, putting your makeup on and doing YouTube videos and shit. And I'm just (laughs) like, then there's me. (laughs) I'd argue that you have amazing talents, but I, I think that this is all. Yeah, I agree with you. This is bullshit because this makes people feel bad. If they're not good at something, they're like, oh, why didn't I get that talent? And then also it's like it's using people's talents in almost like harnessing them in a spiritual way where, you know, it's like use your talents for good. It's another thing that they make. They make people volunteer to do things for the church if they're talented at them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, Heavenly Father gave you that gift. So you need to share it. Yeah. You know, and this kind of goes both ways. Yeah. And it goes beyond just Mormonism. Like, you know, when like athletes win something, they'll say, you know, I, I thank God for, for, you know, getting me here and doing this. And I just think of Snoop Dogg when he's like, I want to thank me. Yeah. Thank me for all the work that I did. All that I, I, I am, put into it. Yep. I get, I, I really, really get so annoyed when when they say those kind of things, athletes, I think I even said something out loud once when I was kind of drunk at a Super Bowl party <laughs> and the one of the the players thanked God and I was like, okay, like as if as if that's what God cares about is who wins the Super Bowl when there's so much else going on in the world, like uh yeah. It, well, it, and this also kind of talks about like foreordination and mm-hmm. what that is, is, is basically you're born to do a certain thing. And 
uh, like Abraham was born to, um, you know, be the, the father of all the children and to be in a, to, to get in our sarcophagus and go to America and be found <laughs> by Joseph Smith. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this mummy is for sure, Abraham. And then they're like, no, it's not. And he's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Um, but you know the idea of the idea of foreordination I find interesting because Mm -hmm. it is talked about a lot like yeah you were born in this family you were born to do this or blah 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 but then they also harp so much on free agency and how like things aren't planned so it's like wait which is it it's confusing because it's like am I was this already planned and God knows everything and knows how everything's gonna go and put me here for this reason or is it like oh just willy-nilly I choose I don't know what a good what a good point you bring up because it's (laughs) like God knows exactly what we're gonna do and the choices that we're gonna make so then do we really have free agency I would argue no but they love to say that we do interesting that's that's an interesting topic that will keep me up tonight thanks Okay, number six. This one's actually kind of boring. It says the priesthood existed prior to this earth. I mean, Barf. obviously, <laughs> obviously, it was a very like male-dominated, misogynistic uh, world before, and and mm-hmm. men had the priesthood, and women were just there to have babies. Yeah, and Heavenly Father has the priesthood, obviously. So I'm just going to, like, not even go into that because I don't care. And then it said, the next one is, this was weird. We had agency and could repent. What? Yes, you forgot it, too. (laughs) I'm just, oh, man, so many things I forgot. Okay, but this doesn't make sense. I know. how do we... Before there was the earth, okay, I'm just putting myself in the Mormon mind. They think that Adam and Eve were real and that, like, then they sinned and then there was, that's when you need to repent because you can sin. But also, repentance can be how it is because of the atonement, so, like, because of Jesus. But if Jesus hadn't come to earth yet, how do we repent as spirits? What? I know. (laughs) You know what? This you're gonna. That's a Lacroix. It's not a beer. Um, I, you know that makes me think of something that's actually kind of interesting. Um, so, okay, let me see how I put this into words. Now, Jesus. Okay, so this is not the only Earth, right? In okay. Theory, right. Okay. This is supposedly yeah. not the only Earth, and yet Jesus came to earth and I, I don't know why this made me think of this, but Jesus came to earth and died for all of our sins. And supposedly that's supposed to cover like his sacrifice is supposed to cover all yeah. the different planets. Oh yeah. So why this one? Oh, right. I know because we're the most important. Right. <laughs> because we're the, we're the chosen generation saved for these latter days. Oh boy. Yikes. But if that were true, can you imagine being on another planet and just being like some alien? 
who was nailed to a cross and, and died for all of our sins, but we'll never meet him. We don't know anything about him, but you know, that's a fact. It's true. It's true. We have faith that our oh sins will be forgiven. But oh anyway, that's, what, a, getting, what a trip to think about. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so getting back to this whole um, agency thing, this came from President Joseph Fielding Smith, who he said that God gave his children their free agency, even in the spirit world, by which the individual spirits had the privilege, just as men have here, not women, just as <laughs> men have here of choosing the good and rejecting the evil of partaking in the evil to suffer the consequences of their sins. Because of this, some even there were more faithful than others in keeping the commandments of the Lord. Some were of greater intelligence than others as we find it here and were honored accordingly. Okay. What? This is, this is just some weird sci-fi shit. I mean, we were expected to, to be faithful in whatever commandments that Heavenly Father gave us. And he's like, okay, go clean your room. <laughs> and we decided we didn't want to clean our room. We would get in trouble, but we could repent for it even though Jesus hadn't died yet. Yeah, make- and we didn't we didn't even have physical bodies. No. What what kind of sin could we possibly do? Like what uh, is there heavenly cocaine? I don't understand oh, what we were all that, doing. That's the best cocaine ever. <laughs> oh man, probably. I've never done cocaine, just so you all know. But <laughs> sure it's great in heaven. But the thing is, yeah, it's like again making us feel like even as spirits, we weren't worthy we would have to repent it's like you're always being put down even in whatever form they're talking about you right yeah so okay coming into number eight it had cities plants palaces walks and gardens oh my god this all right okay (laughs) (laughs) this During a tour of the church in the South Pacific in 1921, President David O. McKay, he he beheld a vision, and he said that in the distance, I beheld a beautiful white city. Though far away, blah, 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 he saw all these gorgeous things. The clear sky was even more beautiful. I mean, he was in Hawaii, you guys. Like, he's seeing Kauai, which is freaking gorgeous. But he said he saw a great concourse of people approaching the city. Each one wore a white flowing robe and a white uh, headdress. And I'm like, they were probably all white. Oh, well, yeah. And in, in the heaven, they are all white. That's what they teach. Oh, uh, makes me sick. That makes me physically sick. And also just his description alone, like, even without that, that we just said, it's it's disturbing. It's like, that's creepy to just see a all white city with people in white robes and white dresses. Um, alarm bells going off. Like they're I probably mean, going to kill you, like sacrifice. This is going to be some midsummer shit, you know? Oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm scared now. And also, yeah, he just had this vision and now this is supposedly what the pre-existence looked like or what heaven looks like. Like we just take him at his word. <laughs> I decided that he's David. Oh, okay. <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair again. David. Oh, okay. Okay. 
that. That was the best joke. Okay. I, I laughed when I thought of that one. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. Good job. <laughs> so uh, that's what leads me into the quote that I started reading that I was like, oh, fuck, this is the wrong time. Um, that's the the teaching that like animals, plant life, humans, it, it everything lit, was a spirit. The idea that the trillions upon trillions of insects and noxious weeds have spirits that existed for <laughs> eons prior to their fleeting and seemingly insignificant existence on Earth is a curious thought. Even more astounding is the notion that they will be resurrected to immortal glory at some unspecified time in the future. Are they are they really trying to tell me that mosquitoes are going to be resurrected? Yes. Okay. Okay. I have so much to say. Okay. First of all, what the fuck? Secondly... <laughs> I don't remember being taught this, especially about like plants and other animals. But thirdly, if I think if they taught this more readily, I feel like Mormons would have more of a respect for the earth and for oh, plants. And especially think. you would think like for animals, because I know a lot of Mormons don't necessarily. I mean, some of them do, but a lot of them don't like really think in that way about, you know, plants being sacred and having souls and animals having souls and stuff. And so that could be beneficial to how they like treat the world around them. But also I'm not here for a resurrection of cockroaches. So, Oh my God. I... <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, to think that there, there's like some warehouse up in heaven where there's just weeds. Then they yeah. just like, they're like, son of a bitch. They got to quit pulling these things. Cause <laughs> There's just too many that they have to produce and, like, save for the resurrection. It's just full of, like, weeds and ants and mosquitoes and poisonous spiders that are just going to all be unleashed at the resurrection. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, I'm getting creeped out. Like, so creeped out. (laughs) This is a horror movie. (laughs) It really is. Okay. So the final thing that we learned, or I'm sorry, that we forgot when oh. we were we were our little um, intelligences and spirit people was, where'd it go? <clears throat> it is that we, no, no, <laughs> shit. Okay, we progressed and made friends. We made friends? We had friends, Katie. Well, like you said, in your journal, you knew all those people from your Storm and Mormon group at EFY in the pre-existence. I did. And I even said, there's another a little quote in my journal. It says, I, j- oh, I said, Laura and I hang out most of the time. I swear. It feels like I've always known her. <laughs> pre-existence, maybe? <laughs> like, <laughs> I will never get over how cute you are. Like, that is. Katie, I wish that I had gone through it. Like we went through our storage unit recently and I pulled out these tubs that just had my name written on the side. And I was like, what is in here? And it's like everything from like high school. It is like, it's like pictures and notebooks. And I legit found my notebook that I had written all of my notes in from EFY 1997. Uh, uh. I am saddened 
that I did not have that when we did our podcast on that. Oh, I know. You guys, so yeah, you'll have to go listen to that, by the way. It is one of the best episodes ever. And <laughs> Kelly, like, was telling me about these people and these stories from EFY, which, if you don't know, that's, uh, like, a youth camp for Mormons. But, um, and she sent me this this picture that she found from, like, one of the little, little Mormon boys who really liked her. And it was just, like, oh, my God, I saw that picture, and I feel like I could see myself in you like not only did I wear something similar to what you were wearing but it's like I don't know there's just that little Mormon innocence that's like kind of nostalgic to me <laughs> I don't it know really what it is, is. <laughs> I, like it was such a simpler time like yeah we had all of, we we thought we had all of the answers exactly. we thought we knew everything it, they they it, it's yeah it's what they do they they tell you those things because they're comforting and you feel yeah. comforted in knowing where you came from. Like we were saying, like you met all your friends, you made friends in the pre-existence so you can make the same friends here. And then after you pass on, you'll be with your family and your friends and it will go on forever. And you're comforted by that as, especially as a young person. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, like thinking about it as an adult, I'm like, oh no, that's, that's too long of a time. I can't, I can't think about it. <laughs> I don't even like myself half the time. I can't imagine being with myself for eternity. Oh, my God. I know. And then you're just with the same people forever and ever and ever. I was um, so I was married in the temple and um, obviously I got a divorce. I'm no longer married uh, to that person. And um, the thought of living or being with them for eternity is a fucking nightmare yeah yeah that is not comforting in the slightest that that makes me think of something that I haven't really thought about too much there are so many people who are married still married and Mormon but they're in abusive or toxic relationships and imagine like believing that and first of all not being willing to get a divorce or being afraid of a divorce but then the other option is you stay with this person for eternity and God keeps you together in that doctrine and even if they're it's an abusive or toxic situation like that is terrifying it really is it really is and um when you know after we got a divorce I was still I was still fairly I was believing, but I wasn't active and I wasn't like living, (laughs) definitely wasn't living a lot of chastity. Um, (laughs) And my ex uh, ended up getting sealed in the temple to his new wife that he married two months after we got divorced. And um, (gasps) no, wait, I'm sorry. We divorced in April and they married in in August. So that's 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 so much longer. Um, That's so fast. Yeah, they anyway and they ended up getting sealed in the temple and that was terrifying to me because i was like what's going to happen to me and are my kids going to be sealed to this new woman like how right. does this work and so i actually called the temple and i was like i'm freaking out and so i talked to the temple president and he was like he was very sweet and very comforting um you know saying that god will figure it out in the next life you know that, that that's what that they always broke. say yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my 
my ex's wife said, you know, it'll be great because we'll be sister wives <gasps> and we'll be up in heaven. It'll just be one big family. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I just felt physically like gross. Also, like very interesting of her to even approach it that way. I feel like a lot of people don't even want to acknowledge that that's what it is because yeah. listeners, like we've touched on this before, but yeah, what Kelly's saying is true. So she was sealed to her ex in the temple. They got a divorce, but that doesn't unseal her in the temple. Right. That's a whole different thing. And in the Mormon church, a man can be sealed to as many women as as he wants really because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have to unseal himself from his previous wife even if they're legally divorced but for Kelly if Kelly had stayed in the in the church and she wanted to remarry someone and get resealed in the temple she has to request to break the ceiling from her ex the the man does not have to do that but Kelly would have had to if that's like the path she had gone down so i yeah again Another um, example of polygamy. And yes, if you're still believing that, how creepy that you're now sealed to him and his new wife. And then, of course, there's the question, what happens to my children? And am I going to have to live in the eternities in this man's celestial mansion that I I don't want to be there? It's, yeah. Oh, my God. I... My brain, my brain hurts from thinking about all of this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's <sighs> super bizarre, but like what is so great about the, the pre-mortal life um, <laughs> is there's a play that was written um, in the, I think it was in the eighties called Saturday's Warrior. <laughs> Which I'm forcing Katie to watch. <laughs> she gave me homework and I feel so happy about receiving a homework assignment. Uh, <laughs> we're watching the original. We're not going to watch the the revised 1990 something version or 2000 version, which there is another version. Oh, we're going we're gonna to watch the old school one. The one that, that I, uh, you know, we had it on tape and I would watch it on Sundays and I would sing all the songs and I had a, I literally had the album and I would oh. listen to it all the time. So I know all the songs. I'm actually really excited to watch it again. Um, so listeners, if you want to, you know, have a, a little trip, watch Saturday's Warrior and um, we will likely be discussing that. Um, we'll cover that. Yeah. Uh-huh. On a, a new episode. And I'm, I'm so excited and just prepared to cringe my face off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's interesting because it covers a lot of like deep doctrine from the church. It's, 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 it's an interesting uh, a play. And yeah. And it covers it. Yeah. It's going to be like a continuation of this discussion because it talks about the pre-mortal life, but then moves into the plan of salvation, like Kelly said earlier, this the pre-mortal life is just part of <laughs> part of that whole thing. <laughs> the whole plan. The we, whole we, plan. We, we have the blueprints, everything. This is how it's going to go. We know exactly what God <laughs> had in mind when he created this earth. Oh, because, God. of course, we do. J-Dog. J-Dog told us so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. What a trip. That. <sighs> But of mine. I'm glad that I did not have any THC today. Yes. Right. <laughs> I would be like, 
whoa, I have <laughs> too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would actually be super fun to like get high and watch Saturday's Warrior. Oh my God. Well, I know what I'm doing with my weekend. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all uh, the rabbit holes and all the sidewalk cupcakes. Oh, you guys will, yeah, you'll want to stay tuned for that one. <laughs> oh, Kelly, thank you. That was amazing and so much fun. And I'm glad you told me about all the things that I forgot. And yeah, yeah now you wish you could forget them again. <laughs> Please get out of my brain. I don't want to think about <laughs> celestial sex. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll wrap this up. But thank you again. And thank you, listeners. We love you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.